Spavi. And we are the Markout Movie Podcasters. Po- <laughs> All right, so that's weird, but <laughs> hey, Very so, weird. Uh, so uh, we're doing it uh, through the Anchor app uh, for the first time. Going to try it, uh, doing it this way because Brandon's at his home and I'm here at mine and figure uh, we'll just do it this way, try it out. Uh, so probably not the whole introduction thing. It didn't work, so, <laughs> but... <laughs> That's cool, though. Uh, so uh, we're going to start off with a little bit of movie news, right? That's correct. All right. I'm ready so, for you, buddy. All right. All right. All right. All right. Here we go. So, uh, okay. This is for you right here. This one's for you. Taron Egerton is odd for a little Shop of Horrors remake. What are your thoughts? I'm okay with it. As long as he's playing Seymour, I'm okay with it. I think it'd be yeah. great. I don't know who Seymour is. Never seen the movie, so. Oh my goodness! It's uh, Rick Moranis. Okay. That's the only okay one. With that or not. <laughs> well, that's the only one I'm going off of. Uh, although there was a little shop of horror back in like the fifties or whatever, uh, but I'm yeah. not going off of that one because yeah, I don't. I never seen that one really. Uh, uh, but although Jack Nicholson uh, made a cameo in it, he was young. Um, yeah. But, yeah. But no, I'm 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 down with it. Although, is it going to be a musical, or are they going to just go straight up film? Uh, I, I don't know. They didn't say. They just said he was being odd for Seymour. So, I'm assuming yeah. musical. Okay. Well, I'm okay with it. Just an assumption. <laughs> All right. Uh, Jim Carrey wants to do a Truman Show sequel with the idea of him getting out, and everybody's obsessed with being on camera like they are today. <laughs> oh, wow. Like the, it's like he's open up to sequels that you know when he was in his prom but this one yeah. I actually i kind of dig this one because it because people are obsessed like tiktok uh whatever i mean you, know, you got all these apps you can mm-hmm. go on but uh yeah I, i'll be okay with that one because it's a serious role you know uh, less chance of ruining you know something like people say he ruined dumb and dumber or ace ventura or the mask i like less ace ventura that I, I love Ace Ventura, but I like both. Yeah. I like both of them, but yeah, I, I understand. He's less of a chance of people saying he's ruined those. Yeah, if he doesn't see, but uh, yeah. Um, let's see. The uncut gems directors are interested in doing a dark Pee Wee Herman movie. What are your thoughts? Oh wow. Um, well, I thought that, I think it'd be kind of cool. Uh, kind of uh, real quick on the Jim Carrey. Uh, Truman Show thing. Although only, only my biggest yeah. problem with that one would be that the fact that the first one happened like like was it like in the nineties? Yeah. So it, it's like yeah, far like, and at the end of that one I thought he got out. I thought he opened the door and walked through. Yeah, he but, did. So, yeah, he yeah. got out. But uh yeah, I mean, huh? yeah, I mean it would have been a great idea 
back then. Yeah. I mean, it could still work, I guess. I, I don't, I don't know what they would do, but I mean, I think it's, I mean, it's possible to work. Yeah, it's possible. But as far as like uh, the second one you said, uh, the uh, a darker Pee Wee Herman, I'd be okay with that. Uh, Pee Wee, yeah. there's there's moments of Pee Wee Herman that was already kind of a little dark, especially a Big Adventure. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I think it'd be yeah. kind of cool. It's not, almost like Bray Wyatt. What they're oh, doing yeah. with Bray Wyatt, like a dark Pee Wee. There. I don't know how this happened, Dylan. Bray Wyatt mentioned with Pee Wee Herman. I don't know. Only I can do it. I can do it. I can bring it up. So. Uh, but I, I'm I'm all for more Pee Wee Herman. He's I'm mm-hmm. all for it. It's the only thing Rubens can do. So yeah, I'm for it. Um, I think it'll be for this okay. one though. Uh, Lee Christmas, Spinnable's character, is possibly getting a spinoff. Uh, that's the uh, Jason Statham, right? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool, you know. Although I felt like his character was—it's rumored right now. It's rumored. Okay. Well, actually, his character, and that's what kind of changed my mind about Statham. Jody, he had a personality in that mm-hmm. movie. Well, and all three of them actually, but. Yeah, I'm up for that. Um, yeah, I'm okay one? with that. Uh, and it'd be great if it if it takes place around Christmas time too. Even though I know his last name's Christmas, yeah. I think it'd be kind of cool if it takes place around Christmas time. Yeah, I think it's gonna be called like The Expendables: A Christmas mm-hmm. Story. I, it sounds like a dumb title. But it makes sense though if you know who the uh, who that character is. Yeah, I would love to be a Christmas action film. Um. I'm not sure how big of a fan you are of The Crow, but it's apparently back on the reboot, remake, whatever they're mm. doing. Uh, what's your thoughts on The Crow? Uh, I liked the first one with uh, Brandon Lee. Uh, I really didn't care for any of the other ones. Um, I've seen maybe, I think it was three films. Is it three films? I think there's four. I remember the first one. Because, uh, Brandon Lee was the first one. I don't remember the guy in the second. And then one but, of, uh, the guy from Resident Evil. Eddie Furlong was in one of them, Eric right? Mabius. Yeah, Eric Furlong was in the last one. Uh, but the guy from Resident Evil was in one of them. Uh, but, yeah, I think there's okay. four. Then they have that TV show. Yeah. Which I did not watch. Uh, Crow City of Angels or something like that. But the only, you're right, the only good one is the first one. I think part two is okay. But, I don't know. Uh, the, the last two really were bad. Yeah, I agree, man. I think that it, it would be better if they would just uh, put the energy somewhere else and not. And I, I really don't really want to see another Crow uh, film, you know, but they're going to do it anyway. Yeah, I think they got their heart set <laughs> on it. Uh, let's see. Well, we talked about this a little bit earlier in the week. Uh, Emilio Estevez is set to return as Gordon Bombay in the Mighty Ducks series on uh, Disney+. Plus. Go ahead. Give me your thoughts. Oh, you cor- You know I'm in for it, man. Uh, I'm here for the Emilio. So, yeah, I'm, I, yeah. Um, I'm anxious about that. Too bad our other buddy from the Mighty Ducks isn't doing too good, Goldberg. But, yeah, Emilio, I'm okay with. Yeah. Man, that Goldberg, did you see the story about him? Uh I thought I, I kind of made a joke about it. I, I just said I, I assume he's not returning. Hmm. It'd be funny if he returns as a meth head and he's trying to 
uh, still like the uh, I don't know, like maybe some type of trophy that they won before in the past, and and hawk it for more meth. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean, if he gets cleaned up, although it looks like he's like past past the point of no return, they should just replace him with yeah. uh with uh oh man, they should replace him with. Uh oh man, I just forget his name. Help me. Uh, he was one of the Corys, Corey Feldman. That's your replacement, Corey Feldman. No one will ever know the difference. Corey Feldman. Yeah, I'll be down for it. Just replace him. Corey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Put Corey Feldman <laughs> in Mighty Ducks. No, no, seriously. Not... Don't ruin the duck. <laughs> just not ruin the duck. All right. Corey Feldman can act. He can't act anymore. Okay. All right. From what I've seen. He, just, he, he okay. Him. Well, don't put Corey in there. Okay, but I, I am okay with Joshua, uh, Josh Jackson coming back though. He should be. Well, people want they 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 want Charlie back, and I, I hope I think Josh Jackson will make a cameo, but I don't know if he'll. I don't I don't know what he's doing. He's literally so, doing nothing these days. He should be able to do it. Well, if he is free, I, I would say he would do it. I just don't know what he's doing. I haven't kept up with him, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Uh, but yeah, I'm. All, I guess I will end it with okay. this. The thing is being rebooted. Mm. And I know you're big. I'm big John Carpenter fan as well. Um, the thing's my favorite film mm. by him. What is your thoughts on the thing being rebooted? I am not like a team. Yeah, I'm not really for it. Uh, I think that, you know. Uh, of course, I'll watch it, but I'm not really for it. I think that the first film was great, and then even the uh, prequel, uh, pre-make, I'll call it, was was actually pretty good. I liked it. I thought that they did a great job with that, and I just I don't see a reason for another remake. But I also heard that they're gonna go back to the origins of the original thing, though, right? Yeah, yeah, it's going more based on the book. Okay, that's what I heard. Yeah, I've seen. Than what John King did, which I haven't read the book. Yeah, I haven't so read I, the book. I'm told that it's better than the book. Yeah, I've seen the <laughs> original, uh, not just John's, but I think uh, I think Howard Hawk did the original. I'm not sure, but uh, yeah, I seen the I seen the very first one, which is not that good. It's re- very very slow, but yeah, I'm all for I'm I'm all for yeah. anything Carpenter related, but I just I don't know. But it's hard to. I don't think you're gonna make it. Is John's? I I don't think it's no, possible. No, it's not. No, it's really not. But okay. As long as they don't CGI it, they should at least make a decent film. Um, I mean, should I say should? Yeah. Uh, and. But that's all I got for movie news. Alrighty, and uh, before we get into the review, um, I I want to bring up something real quick. Uh, I think that I heard that uh, right now it looks like the color out of space is doing really well on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. And um, so that one uh, right now it shows 84% on Rotten Tomatoes. Of that, it's certified fresh. 84% liked it. And then 81% of the audience really enjoyed it. So uh, what's your thoughts on the Nick Cage re- resurgence. I'm glad it's happening. Uh, well, I hope it does actually 
you know, come to fruition and happen. But I, I'm glad, I'm happy for him. I mean, <laughs> it's been years since he's been relevant. Mm-hmm. So uh, he's been the bug jokes of so many people. So I, I'm happy for him. Okay. And I look forward to actually when this movie hits uh, Walmart or whatever, I'm going to pick it up. I'm going to watch it. Uh, it sounds awesome. Uh, and I know you're a big Lovecraft fan, so I'm sure you're very interested in mm-hmm. it. So uh, I, I'm happy for him. Yeah. I think he deserves a research. I, I think everybody, yeah. like especially those that we really uh, cling to, is like in in the '90s, growing up. Like I was a teenager in the '90s, and to me, the '90s yeah. wasn't it Cage. You know, his films was always interesting. Whether it was uh, obviously Con Air is my favorite, and then. Um, you know, uh, Face Off was great. Uh, Snake Eyes, is that what it's called? Eight Millimeter. Yeah. Like he had some, he had a string of movies that was really good. Um, but yeah, uh, all right, let's get into today's review of the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Uh, do you have the stats in front of you? Oh yeah, I got it all. All right, up. hit us, hit us with the. Hit us with, I'll go ahead and give him the synopsis, and then you hit us with the stats. Um, an anthology of six short films that take place in the 19th century post Civil War era during the setting of the Old West. Hit us with the stats. All right, it's got a 7.3 out of 10 on IMDb. Roger Ebert gives it a 4 out of 4, 89% like it on Google. Rotten Tomato score is 91% with 77% liking it mm. for the audience. So, all righty. It's got pretty good stats. Yeah. So, Brandon, uh, if you, if anybody was paying attention to his letterbox review in mine, you see two different scores. <laughs> um, but, Brandon, Sadly, yeah. yeah. And I can understand where Brandon arrived at his score. I can understand where you came from. I did. I love the first two stories. Uh, if, if it would have been a perfect score, I was just reviewing those two. Mm. Well, we're uh, going to get into it. Uh, and matter of fact, um, huh? you like Westerns better than I do. Well, right? Westerns? Yeah, I like Westerns better. Oh, uh, I figured you like Westerns. I like some. You like Westerns. I thought. I like them, but, you know, <laughs> here and there. Well. I mean, I love young I like the, I like a lot of energy, you know, and I felt after the first two, it, the energy just died. <laughs> yeah, I, I can agree with that. Uh, all right, uh, so real quick, uh, it stars uh, Tim Blake Nelson, who's tremendous as Buster Scruggs. Okay. Uh, there's a there's Willie Watson as the kid. He's in one of the segments, uh, and Clancy Brown as Curly Joe, uh, Danny McCarthy as. Uh, Sarah Lee, Joe's brothers, uh, David Crumholtz as the Frenchman. Uh, there's so many people in here. Uh, I'm just going to highlight a few of them. James Franco as Cowboy. Um, man, another stand, Liam Neeson's in it. Um, yeah. As I forgot what, what his name was in here. Um, it just, and there's several other people. One of the ladies in there, I, I can't find her name. I'm I'm looking for, her, but she played in. You remember Ginger Snaps? Yeah, yeah it was a girl from Ginger Snaps. I forget her name. Uh, 
but yeah, uh, so let's go ahead and hit up the segment. So the first segment, obviously, is the Ballard Buster Scruggs. The way that they, they phrase this, um, what did they frame the film is like a book. You see someone opening up a book called The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, and you know, it's like Western stories. At first, I didn't know what to expect from that. Uh, I was like, well, okay, so I guess we're going to be, uh, it's going to be just individual stories in this. And I don't know, you, what did you think? What's your thoughts of that part? Um, I, I knew what they were doing with it. You know, we we're going to get like an anthology, kind of a book. You know, uh, only thing I can really compare it to that I've read is like Stephen King's, you know, short stories mm-hmm. in one book. Uh, so I, I, I knew what they were doing, and uh, I was like, okay. But the that first one though, as soon as he shows up, Tim Blake mm-hmm. Nelson shows up in the the segment, the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. I mean, he owns the screen, yeah. <laughs> every shot, every it, scene. It was just he was wonderful mm-hmm. to look at. He was just watching him perform. I mean, it was. I don't know. It was it was, it was magnificent. Yeah. <laughs> it really and, was. Uh, uh, I greatly enjoyed it. I greatly enjoyed playing too. Uh, to to kind of <laughs> to kind of go with what you just said uh, as far as like Tim Blake Nelson's uh, in as a uh, Buster Scruggs, that one like you said he just captivated the screen from the moment you could see him riding up, singing, playing a uh, his little guitar uh, on a horse. And him looking into the camera yeah. and explaining, and honestly, we're going to spoil this yeah. for, film for you. So, at the end, when he at the end of this segment when he dies, I was so confused at first. I was like, "Wait a minute!" But he dies, and so I'm like, "Well, shoot!" Because what's the rest of this? Even though I knew it was an anthology, I didn't know how it was going to like if it's going to tie into one another or anything. But um, I don't know. I like I liked him though, man. He was just he was he seemed like a really a uh, cool cowboy. Like he was like really friendly, yeah. but he's fast, he's quick draw and and smart quick thinking. Like like when he shoots when he has that dude shoot himself in the face like three or four times, you know, <laughs> it was like wow. Yeah. But yeah, I agree with you. The first one was by far to me the best one. Oh yeah. Uh, no no disagreement there. None. <laughs> It, it, he was he was so witty in it. Like it 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 took me back to old brother where art thou? <laughs> just uh, just hearing his voice. I he and I recently saw him in Duck's Mercy and he was fantastic in that as well. Uh, he he's a really good character actor. Yeah. He's underrated, I think. One of the most underrated actors out there. It's just it's a shame because he's so good. Oh man. You're right. I, I wish the whole movie. Really, I mean, I could watch a whole movie about him. I really could. Right. Yeah, I really could have. Uh, and you know what? And I kind of feel robbed that I didn't get a whole movie of him. Tim Blake Nelson is is a great character actor who uh, typically plays like smaller roles, sidekick roles. But he's always, no matter what film he's in, he always commands it. Even back in Holes, you know, he, he actually, like every time he showed up, you kind of was like, glad to see him, you know. Uh yeah, yeah, so and he's really great in um, the Watchmen show, one of the best parts of the show. But uh, but I know you haven't seen that. But yeah, so I really enjoy the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Uh, the next story is near Algon Algodonis. I don't know if I'm saying it right. It's about a young cowboy who robs an isolated bank on the prairie, yeah. and uh, 
and it pretty much meets his meets his demise because of that. Um, and it stars James Franco, and um, who I was surprised to see. I did not know he was me in this. neither. Uh, I was like, is that James Franco? It looks like James Franco. <laughs> James Franco in a western. <laughs> I was like, wow. And you and you kind of. Hey, I thought he fit the part. I thought he looked like he fit the part. I mean, I just. I was pleasantly surprised by his performance. Yeah, uh, James Franco, well, you, you didn't know, like, honestly, by watching it, you never knew how much you really wanted to see James Franco in a Western, you know. That's uh, true. I could have watched this. I, I could watch a movie about him, too. <laughs> it's true. I mean, I, like, I really did really enjoy the first two. Yeah. I, I, and the guy, was, uh, the teller. The teller, I don't remember his name, but he was in uh, Office Space. Um, Stephen Root. Yeah. I've seen him in several things. I haven't seen Office Space, but I have seen him in several things. He's funny. He's a, he's a funny guy. And then, like, uh, they asked him. So, uh, James Rango gets caught for robbing the uh, yeah. robbing the stagecoach. Uh, it's robbing this, this bank, this little bank. And, uh, oh, first of all, I want to mention this, Brandon. I love the, uh, I love how they set it up the way it looks like the this little small bank out in the middle of nowhere, with a with a well in front of yeah. it. You can hear the the well bucket hitting the well. You can just like the sound. The sound was really great. And then, um, the uh, you know, the part when he uh, he goes into the bank and uh, he's talking to the, you know, he's talking to him. At first, you think that he just he, yeah. uh, that um, you think that the teller just blowing smoke of his butt when he's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, somebody tried to rob us, and I shot one man right where you stand, and and locked the locked the other one in the, in the what's the name and waited for da 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 to come." You know, you think, "Oh, he just you know," because then when he pulled a gun on him and to rob him, uh, you know, you're like, "Oh well, he was full of crap." But then like he starts shooting at James Franco, and I love that James Franco's yeah. fi- final words is, "He didn't, he didn't." <laughs> He didn't fight fair, or, or he didn't. Yeah, he, he didn't. He didn't fight fair, or something like that. Yeah, which he didn't fight fair. Yeah, <laughs> man, that guy was prepared. Like I've never seen anybody prepared for in my life. And he kept saying, he kept saying headshot every time he shoots him, and uh, he hits it off the bucket. Yeah. He kept saying headshot or something like that. You know, <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, when they actually, when he actually catches up to him and hits him. With a gun, I think it was with the gun, end of the gun. I think I'm not 100 percent sure on that, but he, he he wakes up, he's on a horse with the rope on him, and he's being sentenced. And he, I was like, "Where was the trial?" <laughs> yeah, he, he slept through it. He was knocked he out. I guess he was, they did a trial when he was knocked out, but uh, <laughs> yeah, Nate. I just thought that was, uh, I, I, I was humorous. Yeah, and then. And the, then Indians, the Indians show the up. The Indians show up, yeah. And, um, and at, first, at first you thought that the Indians was going to save him, but he, they just left him there, too. Yeah, yeah they just left him. If anything, they scared his then, horse. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Then I guess one guy shows up, <clears throat> which he's yelling for him, waving at him, and he, he starts shooting at the rope and missing. <laughs> yeah, he, says, he, says, he tells him to be still. <laughs> be still. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh it, yeah, that was really good. Yeah, and it well written. Yeah. Uh, and he, he gets free, and 
the guy they ends up leaving and he stays and he, he gets back to where he was on a rope. Yeah. And uh and, and, and when he's at the end of the rope this time around, I was wondering, I was like, Well, is someone going to rescue him this time? That's what my first thought was. But you can't, you didn't realize that no, this is this is his fate. But uh but yeah. even even in death he was cool him. with it. I love what he said with to the next guy. First time. Yeah. <laughs> the guy just left first what? Mm. Oh man. I loved it. I, I I could have saw a whole movie based on this as well. Um so yeah, it just cuts off as he's being hung. Well he says pretty girl at the end. He sees a pretty girl. So yep. That was his last you know, that's what he saw last time before he died. But I thought those two were excellent. I thought the cinematography throughout the whole movie was great. It's really beautiful to look at. It really is. They Cohen brothers Cohen brothers know what they're doing. Yeah. As far as filmmaking goes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I will admit that some of the stories wasn't didn't have as much oomph to it. Uh, you know, uh, the third uh, segment or anthology uh, story was Mill Ticket. That's the one where we get Liam Neeson as like. Uh, yeah. Uh, he he uh, pretty much has this guy that is a um, w uh, a quadru- a quadriplegic. Like he has no arms and no legs. Yeah. First, I didn't know what was going on. You see, uh, I didn't even realize it was Liam Neeson. He pulls up, he tests the stage, put in the yeah. oil lamps and stuff like that, and then puts a chair. And then uh, the I thought the curtain was gonna draw back, and we see Liam Neeson giving like a a performance or something like that. Or it, or another mm-hmm. thought was. That Liam Neeson was, they, all the people in the town was going to be waiting, the curtains to pull, and while they're still waiting, Liam is like robbing the robbing the, the town or something. I thought this was was going to happen, uh, but then they actually showed this dude, and he's like, dude has no legs and arms. I have no idea if he was a real person that doesn't have legs and arms. Yeah, he's real. He's a real person. He's, yeah, he's got his arm and legs. I seen pictures of him. Oh, he really did. after I watched. The oh, so he so they just uh, CGI removed it. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. Well, because I was like, man, but yeah, he was like the look on his face, the sadness, and you know, uh, but he was really good at or orator. He's a good orator. Like he re- he recalls Shakespeare, mm-hmm. Sonnet Twenty Nine, uh, Gettysburg Address. He. Uh, uh, he, you know, different like little stories and things like that. But then at the end of this one, like, like, but, uh, but Liam Neeson doesn't have a connection to him. Uh, he's just his meal ticket. That's why it's called meal ticket. He is literally just for Liam to use for money to get by. And then uh, he finds out there's this guy that had this, like the people stop coming. And he finds out there's this guy that has this uh, chicken that guesses numbers, you know, and uh, yep. and he buys him, and then throws him, uh, throws this guy off the, off into the water. Just but you know they didn't have to show it, but you knew exactly what happened. Um, it was a, it was one of the saddest yeah. ones to me because you know I felt bad for that guy. You know, um, yeah, it, I didn't. I mean, I didn't like it. I understood the story. I just was like. I just didn't understand why they went in that direction. <laughs> After you the first two, you go tell this really sad story. Uh, I mean, well acted again, and it looked beautiful. But I just 
I wasn't a fan of that one. Yeah. But, I mean, it's sad. I just wasn't expecting that out of a Western, you know? Yeah. I just... I agree with you. But, I don't but know. But they could have really cut that scene, that story out. And really, this this movie could have been just the first two, I'll go, I'll go Canyon, and then uh, the gal who got rattled. And that could have been the end of it, really. Um, I will say this. It was the gal got rattled. Is that the next one? Uh, that's the next to last that's one. That's the one with the the lady that um, had a dog, President Pierce. Yeah, I that that was a mixed bag for me. I do love the ending of it though, mm-hmm. uh, even though it is kind of sad in a way. Uh, well, not in a way. It is sad. <laughs> it's completely sad because uh, she was going to meet this guy to marry her, and that don't really happen for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, her was it her brother? Was that was it the guy her brother? Yeah, she, one end of it. Well, together? yeah, <clears throat> the person. See, I, I, that was confused about this dinner they were having. I didn't know what he was to her. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Uh, maybe they made it, but I was like, uh, I don't understand. Before we get to that one, though, I do want to talk about the I'll Go Canyon, which is the one after meal ticket. That's the one that has the the prospector oh. that's going around looking for gold. Like he, he, oh, yeah. he, he goes. See, for some reason, five. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. You know who I thought that was at first? Who? The prospector, I thought it was Jeff Bridges. Oh, that would have been great, though. <laughs> With Jeff Bridges. I was like, I had to look him up. I was like, no, that's not Jeff. Uh, what I like about it, I feel uh, what I li- what, the thing that, like, you see this beautiful landscape uh, of the uh, yeah. of this, like, this valley. It's gorgeous. Uh, you know, by, by a nice little water where you see clear water, you see the fish, you know, and you see the owl, you see the deer grazing. And so, and then next thing you know, this man comes, and to me, the man kind of destroyed that land by digging hoes and stuff like that. And that's just, you know, where like how the valley looked, you know, now today it looks nothing like that because man destroys stuff. They and they, you know, grab and. That's very true. Yeah, men do destroy stuff. We do destroy land. And he destroyed the land, man. He, yeah, he looked for gold, uh, and he and he found Mister Pocket. He's like, "Oh, Mister Pocket, you're up there somewhere. I'm gonna come look for you, Mister Pocket." You know, and uh, and then like when I at first I was like, I thought he was gonna fall out the because he was going to get an owl egg. I thought I thought the owl was gonna attack him, uh, and then I thought uh, I thought he was just gonna fall and break his neck. I, I didn't know what was gonna happen, and then come find out some guy, the kid, I guess. Uh, they they try to rob him, um, and uh, and shoots yeah. him, and tries to take his uh. Been watching. Yeah, been watching him. Apparently, he was watching him for days, just letting him do all the work that he's gonna come and kill him, and take him. Yeah. <laughs> which is very true for today. I mean, you know, people do all the work, and like, and like when I worked at Walmart, people would do all the work, and somebody would just get credit for it. That's messed uh, up. They, didn't kill anybody, of course, but they would they would screw him out of getting credit. all facts, all facts. This is it's an all facts podcast, but yeah, so yeah, he was uh, he was doing all the work. Uh, he he got it, he found like a big thing of gold, you know, and then like the dude shoots yeah. him, and I was like, I was like, oh, is this the end for him? Like, is that is that it for him? And then like when the dude jumped in there, he turned around and kills the guy, kills the kid. 
and um, yeah. you know, and then too. and the bullet goes right through, and he just goes off taking his goat and going off to another valley somewhere. And the animals and all that stuff kind of returned. I thought that was kind of comical that the a- animals returned and everything kind of returned yeah. back. I kind of was hoping that uh, they just see where the animals did return. That kind of showed that he uh, disrupted the what they had going on there, you know? That's what I was hoping happened. Yeah. But, you know, th- th- how did you feel about that story? Uh, I felt it took a little long to get to, mm-hmm. to the, you know, its main objective. Uh, it was a slow burn, uh, I would say. Uh, I love the ending. I really did. I thought that was a cool ending. Uh, it was just a little, it, it t- took a little bit too long for me. Uh, I started losing interest in it. Uh, but I mean, I think it paid off in the end though. I, I honestly do. I think it paid off. Yeah. So I, it's a mixed bag. Yeah, this is a mixed bag, mixed bag movie for real. Uh, and I wish that they would have paced everything out a little bit more. Like, if they if they would have had, like like you said, they they start out with two strong stories, and then the se- the third story yeah. was like it's a blow to your like energy because you was like, oh wow, you know, because it takes you down. Like all of them mm-hmm. was a blow to you because you don't want Buster Scruggs to die. You didn't want uh. James Franco to die, you know, you don't want things to happen, but, but yeah, it still was cool stories. But then, like the third one, like there is nothing cool about it, you know. The guy, you know, this guy murders yeah, this was- guy, you know, and just and because he was just a prop for him, that's all he was, and it was just, it's crazy. And then in this one, you go, you wanted the guy to because he's disrupting the the ecosystem there. You wanted him to not. So, Win, but then when this other guy tried to rob him, you got you glad that he got the best of him, but yeah, you know, but he's just gonna go somewhere else and disrupt that land, you know, yeah, but yeah, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> so, uh, we're on the gal who got rattled, yes, we are. Right. The gal who got rattled, starring uh, this lady, I don't know her name. But she was like, uh, if it, Zoe Kazan, I what's her name? Zoe Kazan. Kazan. Yeah, she, uh, you might you might know her from. I know her mainly from uh, Ginger Snaps back in like the 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 day. Uh, she was the sister, not the nice looking one. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, but she was like the geeky. And second Ginger Snap was so stupid, but anyway, uh, it was. <laughs> It was uh, she. She's she. So she's like an icon in horror, and so I'm glad to see her as, a, as an adult still working, you know. Um, yeah. But yeah, the, but you're you're right. It kind of drug a little bit. Uh, I guess the her her brother uh, died of cholera. I didn't realize, like you said, that as her brother, I thought that they were went going to be married, or I didn't know who he was, you know, to her. Well, I knew he was a businessman. He was basically using her to get ahead in business. Basically, I mean, what that's what it boiled down to. Um, he ended up dying, and she never met the guy. And it, I was like, I don't understand the point of this. You know, uh, I didn't get the point they were going with. I, I, 
But it was beautiful to look at. Yeah. It 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 truly was. It was well acted as well. I, I say everyone in this whole thing did a great job at acting. Right. Um, but and what but for me it's it's kinda like the last one. It really picked up towards the end. Right. You know. With this uh, with this one though, uh like yeah, the end like you find out like the guy that uh William or Bill Billy, uh the one that like that offered to shoot a dog. The dog ran away, uh, you know, and uh, and he's like, well, you ain't going to hear from this dog no more. The dog's still alive. It's, uh, President Pierce is the name of the dog. Uh, but, yeah, the uh, yeah. but the there's another guy that works with him. Uh, I forget the old man's name, uh, but he was like, uh, essentially, he's like a man that knows the land is really, really strong and uh, – he he went to look for her because she rode off, and uh and was looking at prairie, prairie dogs or uh groundhogs or whatever I don't know, uh and uh and then all of a sudden there's an Indian on the on the ridge looking at her, you know, and uh and and he goes and give him a peace sign to kind of let him know hey we're peace and he didn't return the sign, so he knows that means that they're gonna want to fight, so he. Hankers him down, gives her a gun, tells her, "Look, there's only two bullets in here. It's not for shooting Indians. It's for shooting me and you. If it gets down to it, uh, but put it up to your head and pull the trigger so you won't miss, you know." And um, and uh, and she and he told her, "You know, you don't want her, them to get it, get you, because they're gonna do uh unspeakable things to you, you know." Uh, and uh, and so it literally rattles her, you know. <laughs> And but that that fight scene yeah. was so good, man. With the with the it was, oh man, it was really good. with the uh, with the Indians coming down and some of them hitting the prairie hoes, the dog hoes. He kept saying dog hoes, dog hoes. Um, man, what were your thoughts on it? Yeah, that, that that battle that battle was sensational. Well shot. Well, I mean, the direction the Cohen brothers gave them, uh, it, it felt like something you would see like in Geronimo. Yeah. That's the first thing that came to my mind. Uh, I don't, not sure why, but it did. Yeah. I, I just remember watching that with my dad when I was like a kid. Uh, he loves he loves westerns, western fanatic. Um, so uh, it was just really well. It was well shot, you know, well directed. Uh, scenery, they, it was picture perfect. Uh, plus, you add that battle. I mean, it was fantastic. Every single one of those actors were fantastic in that battle. Uh, uh, and, and they they came off like savages, which is like, which is what I think the in the old days, um, as far as Western films, they wanted you to believe they were like savages, you know, the Indians are mm, savages. Yeah, that's true. They came off like that, and I, I love the the one that actually hid behind the yeah. horse as it was coming and down. I love that. And, that, that and that's awesome. an old trick too. That's actually a trick that they would yeah. do. Uh, which was smart. Like at first, I was like, "Oh no!" Uh, when I seen the horse, my first thought is, "Oh, he's gonna be hiding behind a horse," because I thought the way the yeah. horse was going, the horse was moving as if it was still being operated, you know. But that is an old trick that the uh, Native Americans had uh, to kind of hide themselves behind the horse and then surprise attack. Uh, but uh, I thought for sure he was dead, and I guess at that time, that's when. Uh, she shot herself. Yeah. Uh, because 
well, she called for him, uh, and he didn't respond. And uh, maybe that's when she shot it. She shot herself, but, um, but yeah. yeah, man, that was powerful. That was a powerful scene. Um, and I loved it when he was coming to him because he thought he got him good, and he just pulls that gun up. Boom, it's over. Yeah. So, fortunately, as you said, she shot herself, and that's the tragedy of the situation. Really, yeah. I mean, and, poor and, girl. And Mister Nat, I think that's the name. They, he didn't know. It says that he doesn't know what he was gonna have to tell Billy when he seen him. You know, because yeah. like this is the woman that Billy was supposed to marry, uh, and she agreed to marry Billy, yeah. and they look like they're gonna have a good relationship together. Uh, but you know, she she uh, ends up getting killed, man, by the uh, by the uh, by herself. She she took her own life. But uh, you mentioned something that I want to bring back up. So in the older westerns, they would portray Native Americans as like savages and stuff like that. Do you think that that was like a callback yeah. to to those type of films oh, by, yeah. by having them portrayed that yeah. way in this? Yeah, I think definitely it was a callback. Oh, I, I 100% agree. It was a callback. Mm. Good callback too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. It's a, but these are like you know, if if we keep going by, oh well, they're not. There's nothing to fear. Like when you see these Native Americans, these, these Indians that popped up, you know, you feel you feel a sense, a sense of dread. You know, you feel like they will they're gonna kill you. You know, like especially with the James Franco story, when you see them, you realize, man, these these people are just okay. yeah, well, they're out for you. You know, savages. yeah, they are savages. The, how they were portrayed in in this, they were savages, no doubt. Uh, we wouldn't want to come across them. Right, absolutely. Uh, the head, I mean, yeah, it was, I wouldn't want to live in that time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the last story no was uh, The Mortal Remains. Uh, and it starts with like five people, an Englishman, an Irishman, a Frenchman, a lady, a fair trapper uh, in a stagecoach. And uh, they're just... Yeah. Telling stories and they're waking up and you know and then just all of them like <laughs> the French rapper talks for a really long time. I thought that was pretty funny. He's talking and then when he finishes, the one dude asks him another question. He starts talking again, you know, and people was like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe you asked him another question," you know. And um, and you know, I thought that it was really really uh, engaging and stuff. And I they all headed to this town, uh, Fort Fort Morgan. But uh, uh, at the end of it, is, now let me ask you this: your your thoughts on it? Is it that the stagecoach was like uh, taking them from life uh, to death to the afterlife? Is that what it is? Are they all dead? I'm a. I guess I, I didn't really understand what was going on. Uh, like like the woman, the lady played by 10 daily uh she's like could you get the door for me i'm a lady i'm like really yeah <laughs> i know that's how they talk back then but i know you were supposed to do that for the for the women but she just came off kind of like um almost like kathy bates a little yeah. bit in titanic uh like you do this for me because i'm a woman. right and she uh <laughs> she, no, yes Throughout that that, that short, yeah. and I was like, uh, I think I missed a lot in that one. I was, I wasn't 
you 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 felt you were engaged. I felt bored. Well, I was. Uh, it didn't hit me. I wasn't really as engaged as like like I was listening to the dialogue. You know, um, the dialogue was was okay. I didn't really care for the songs that was sung. You know, I didn't know where they was going with that. Yeah. Uh, and then like when she like had that little fainting fit and stuff like that. Uh, I just I didn't know where it was going, but then like, uh, what drew me in is when I think you are re- you realize that all these people are dead, and uh, and this because yeah. the one guy was like, I love the look on their faces. My favorite thing is just to look at their eyes, look at their face when they realize that they are dead, and you know, and that that you know they're no longer alive or da 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 da, you know, and so. And then yeah. made me wonder. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Are they dead? And then, like, I was wondering. I'm like, maybe they're dead. I don't understand. And that's and at the end of it, that's what I found is I don't understand if they are alive or dead. <laughs> I, I think I think they're dead. I, I really didn't think about it at the time, but now talking about it and everything that was happening, yeah, I, I would think they're dead, and they're it's going into the next room, you know, to speak, basically, going upstairs, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I don't think this should have been the final film, though. It, it, right, no. I think you probably with uh, maybe the James Franco film. Yeah, or... You should end it on a positive... Well, that's not a positive note, but more... In, I don't know. Yeah, I agree. I didn't like how the film were, uh, you know... I don't like the order of them. Yeah, but yeah, I I think that they should have. Yeah, you're right. They could have ended with uh, James Franco, or even swap this one with the uh, uh, girl who got rattled, and let that one be the last one. Uh, But uh, or you know what? It would have been great is if for some reason in a stagecoach uh, or when they got there, you see him walking in the walking in the hotel. You see James Franco's character. Or you see uh uh the ladies the you know the the lady that got rattled. Uh you see some of the yeah. people that was in the previous stories, so you know, oh wow, yeah, this is the afterlife. This is where they're at, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I I think that it um that was probably not the weakest one. Yeah, yeah, that's probably the the weakest one for me. Uh the strongest one obviously is Buster yeah. Scruggs, it was the strongest. James Franco's the second strongest. Yeah. The uh, I I say the lady, the lady, the end of the girl, who, the gal who got rattled was made it strong. Um, yeah, I, I and agree. then the the other. So uh, oh, go ahead. Well, I I think yeah, I think I agree. I think the first one was the strongest, clearly than the James Franco one. And I would say the gal that got rattled was the third strongest. Uh, I don't know if Mortal Remains is the weakest. The Liam Neeson one was pretty weak in my opinion. Uh, yeah. Just I just not like I didn't like the direction it went in. Yeah. Definitely didn't like him plotting to kill that that dude. Um, well. Yeah, but it's true what they say. It, it, it was a wild wild right. west. And this is everyone. This is how it's how I rank them. Uh, bet from best to worst, best Ballard, uh, Buster Scruggs. Second one would be uh, near Al, Al Third for me would be 
because of the ending of it, the girl, the gal got rattled. Uh, fourth would be All Gold Canyon. I would say fifth would be Mortal Remains, and then the sixth would be uh, Meal Ticket. Those are, those are yeah. the way I read. I agree. I agree with that. But yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I, uh, we're in agreement on that. Yeah, we are. <laughs> well, we won't be in agreement on this part. Uh, the scores. So, uh, my markouts for this film. Uh, my letterbox I gave it five because of the overall uh narrative and the. I was I was taking into consideration the narrative, the uh the visuals because I thought it was visual stunning, um and and yeah. everything like that um but uh but my my markout scores if I gotta be realistic I'm gonna give it three markouts over uh, out of five because I like the um I like the all overall visuals and things like that I just I just I agree with you, Brandon. I wish they would have ended it with a stronger story. I wish they would have included stronger stories. Um, like I love James Franco. I wish that we we had more James Franco. More, I would love to see Tim Black Nelson and James Franco together. That would be great. Yeah, I think the James Franco story was like the shortest one. I think it was only like twelve or fourteen minutes. Why? I think all the others got had time, uh, but but yeah. My score, I agree with you. Cinematography was excellent, uh, well acted, well directed, um, and I love the first two stories all together. I, I love those first two. I did like the ending to the girl, the gal that got rattled, who got rattled. Yeah. Um, but it just—it's not enough to give it a fresh score for me. It just isn't because I, I didn't enjoy. The mortal remains at all. I didn't enjoy um, the Liam Neeson one at uh, all. Meal ticket. Um, yeah, all Gold Canyon. I enjoyed towards the end, but I didn't really enjoy what was happening before. I just felt it took. It was too slow. But I'm gonna give it a 2.5 mm. based on the first two and the the cinematography, the way it looked. Yeah, because it, it truly is one of the most beautiful films I've seen this year. Uh, or in, in a while. I mean, it's truly magnificent to look at. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to give it to Mark Alex. All right. Well, uh, yeah, there you have it, man, for uh, The Ballad of Busted Scruggs by the Coen brothers. Um, and I would wish that we – it kind of makes me want to see – I hope they could do a Western one day where we could get a stronger, longer story of Tim Blake Nelson and maybe him kind of yeah. – uh, as Buster Scruggs, like the show, his story leading up to that, like all of it, you know, uh, and then uh, how he got his name, how he got his fame. And then uh, also I would like to see kind of, I would like to see Tim Blake Nelson and James Franco together in um, together. That'd be, that'd be, that'd be, I would, I would pay for that, you know, cause it'd be that together. Uh, uh, it seems like uh, James would be more, um, he, he would be more serious, you know, uh, but then, like Tim Blake Nelson would be kind of the, you know, happy-go-lucky, but he's but he's very vicious. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was very vicious. All right. <laughs> oh, I didn't see that coming at all. When he got into that little saloon, I didn't see. I mean, I knew it was going to happen. I didn't see him doing all that. I, he didn't look like the type. 
That's why you don't judge a book by its cover. Yeah, yeah. He came in wearing all white, and you think, oh, well, this guy's gonna get beat up. He was like, he was literally the brightest thing in the in a in a in a yeah. dumpy dumpy bar. Like everybody else was in grays and darks colors, and it's all grayed out. But he's like bright. And so, honestly, with the first one, when he dies, it just really bummed me out. Cause I was like, oh, I hate that. I hate that he died. You know? I, yeah. I was like, I don't know. It made me so mad. Yeah, it, it, it made you mad. But I, I got to say, my favorite line in the whole thing was Clancy Brown's, you see him, you play him. What did he say? I love that. What did he say? You see him, you play him. And unfortunately, he got shot in the head. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know how many Like, three or four because uh, he hit the table and it went up. The gun went off. He kept hitting the table. Yeah. Just, yeah, he hit some wood. Yeah, yeah, he kicked the, kicked the uh, plank from the table and he just kept knocking the gun yeah. into his head. And he kept shooting the step in the head. Shot himself like three times, three or yeah. four times. And then he just fell over. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. But I agree with you. Uh, Tim Blake Nelson, uh, James Franco, that that would be the great. I ain't gonna say the greatest, but it would be a, a, a great time for a western. I never knew I wanted to see James Franco in a western. Yeah, <laughs> did not know that. Yeah, I mean, like his his story, like him seeing the pretty girl and stuff like that. You know, you just felt like there's yeah. more to his story than what we got, and I hate that we didn't get as much. Yeah, I felt that way for both of them, though. Like there, 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 there's could be a story to, to the cowboy. There could be a James, a, a story to the uh, Buster. I felt like we got just a little taste of those characters, and maybe they could do a prequel or something. Uh, I would, I just would love to see them together. But I don't have to see them together. I can see solo movies, you know. But I, I really think the Coen brothers should do another one just with those characters. I, I agree. But I would also like the guy that uh, well, I don't remember his name, the gal who got rattled, who killed all the Indians. Yeah, I like him. Yeah, he was so tough. He was like a tough dude. I don't know who's tougher, him or the prospector, because you know the dude got shot and kept going. Yeah. It went, he said, "Pass clean through." It passed clean through. Yeah, I didn't see that going that way. I thought they were going to get killed by the Indians. Yeah. Are oh, you talking uh, about with the well, with the girl? He was definitely the, gonna the girl who got rattled. That guy. Yeah. Oh, but he survived. Yeah. I, oh I, my I, goodness, he got scalped, yeah, was, and he got and he survived. Yeah, I was. So I mean, the, there is some good things about the movie. Uh, I wouldn't never say it wasn't. It just it's a mixed bag overall. Yeah. For well, me. most anthologies, but, most anthologies are like that. I mean. Only one I can think of that I liked almost every single anthology within it was Trick or Treat. That's the only one I can think of that I actually liked every single segment. What about the uh, uh, the one with George Romero and Stephen King? George Romero and Stephen King. That first creep show. Creep show. Uh, some of them. I read the I read the novel, but I haven't seen seen the film. Yeah, some of them was good. Um, some of them was pretty good. Not all, Not all of them. Uh, all of them are iconic, but some of them are good, and some of them are not. Uh, but okay. but um, yeah, that one it, body bags wasn't bad. John Carpenter's body bags wasn't bad, but <laughs> but getting it, I'm a Carpenter. Makes- I'm a Carpenter guy. 
You know what? I hope he directs the thing. Yeah, I don't think he's directing much these days. He he hasn't directed anything since like 2012, 2013. Uh, I d- that insane asylum movie he did with uh, what I can't think of her name. I cannot think of her name, but that was the last time I've seen him direct a movie or anything. I haven't. I don't know what he's done since. Um. Well, uh, real quick. Um, the Coen Brothers' next film that they are producing is Macbeth. It's in pre-production right now. So, is that the one with Denzel? Is Denzel going to be in it? I think a big actor is attached. Yeah, Denzel. Dude, I think a big actor is attached. Denzel, uh, Harry Melling, Brandon okay. Gleason. Oh, Gleason again. Well, that's good. Yeah. I mean, I, always, I like Brandon Gleason. Yeah. I always have. But I didn't care for him in this. He didn't really do much in this. Uh, you know. Um, no, nah, but yeah, the the ones that I was happy to see but didn't really get much out of was Liam Neeson. It was good. It's always good to see Liam, but Liam didn't do much. Um, he really didn't. But oh, that's uh, the episode. Uh, Brandon will choose for next week and let me know what we're gonna do. And. Uh, We'll be back with some stuff. It's Brandon's Brandon's choice this time around, and can't wait to see what he has for me. I'll think of I'll think real hard over the weekend. All right. Are you, hey, before we close, are you seeing anything this weekend? My plan was initially to go tonight to see uh, Gretel and Hansel, which is it's what it is Gretel and Hansel, uh, as a reference to his uh, <laughs> review he did earlier this week, but. Um, but I got. I've been fighting this. As y'all can tell, I've been fight, fighting a head coat today. So it, I feel. Yeah. Yeah. So I may or may not go, depending on how I feel. Right now, it's uh, I'm leaning not towards going, but because I, it, you know, I got to work out this weekend at the movies. But that's the only yeah. one I would see. But I, I seen. I didn't watch the reviews, but it looks like Stuckman and John James did not like it. And it looks like uh, another guy uh, didn't like it either that I watched. So. Jeremy Johns, he liked some things about it. Uh, the other guy, Stuckman, I, I can't listen to a whole review of him. <laughs> I just can't do it anymore. He's uh, he's too prom- he's, he's pompous. And he, he, I can't do it. I'm sorry. Well, all right. <laughs> I, I, I'll listen to about a minute. He gets to the point, and then he just rambles about – He's just very negative about stuff, so I just I cut him off. Well, but it's got decent reviews. I mean, compared to the turning, yep. <laughs> it's like last time I checked, it was like sixty something percent. And that's what you're seeing the weekend. Uh, we got two minutes left, but that's what you're seeing tonight is the turning, right? No, uh, we're gonna go see Gretel and Hansel. We're gonna go see the turning tomorrow. Okay. It was she didn't want to go at, at the eight o'clock show, so. Okay. Yay! Yay! <laughs> All right. Well, if I Bye. may see it, I may not. We'll see. Okay. But all right. In the meantime, and in between time, Aaron Whitlow, Brandon Spivey. We are the Mark Out Movie, Movie Podcast. There we go. All right. See you, brother. See ya. <laughs>